you've tuned in to the Wandering Photographers Podcast Show. Grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy this episode number four. sure to share this with your friends and neighbors or tell them they can stop by spotify radio podcast podcast google podcast breaker or anchor to catch all the episodes of the wandering photographers podcast show and while you're doing that please stop by the sleek images photography page and drop us a personal message and let us know what you think of these episodes and give us some ideas we'll be back very very shortly with our guest I have another special guest with me today via phone, Mr. Leroy Buckley. He is an avid outdoorsman and obviously a fellow photographer. That's why we have him here. And more importantly, he is a fellow Nikon shooter. So welcome to the show, Leroy. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. Uh, appreciate it. All right. Get you a little applause going there. So the uh, the million dollar question means we're in this long cold snap that doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. Are you staying warm? Oh yeah, it's been uh, been quite the winter so far. All this uh, cold weather, and man, I'm ready for spring. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Um, yeah, right before uh, right before I I uh, called you. I was listening to the weatherman, and he said that uh, he's thinking it's not going to get above 32 for uh, at least another week from this this coming Sunday. And it sounds like this weekend's going to be uh, even worse yet than than what it is right now. So, yeah, they're saying like minus 30 with the wind chill and everything this weekend. So, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, let the warm weather get here. Right. Yeah. That's got, that's got, uh, stay home and, and stay warm written all over it in my book. But, um, you know, speaking of the cold, <clears throat> excuse me, do you, do you do a lot of shooting in the cold? And, and if so, do you take any kind of special precautions that maybe you, you know, you don't normally? Uh, I do. Um, when I have days off, I try to get out as much as I can, you know. Um, most of it when it's really cold like this, you know, just driving around looking for owls, driving and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, just uh, the only thing that uh, really bothers me is just the uh, you get all that heat 
coming out of your vehicles when you're driving and everything and just try to drive with your windows down quite a bit that way you don't get all that uh mirage going through your uh through when you're shooting but uh as far as out walking around uh no i just everything's the same okay. walking and everything yeah you kind of read my mind because that was something i was thinking of too earlier is uh you know, with with the mirage, um, that's a that's a sharp picture killer. Um, oh. Yeah, that that wreaks havoc. <laughs> and Terrible. there's yeah, and there's no there's no good way really around it. Um, nope. The only thing I've had a little bit of success with is I know you know if, if I'm going to an area where I know there's a high probability that I might see a you know, an eagle or, or an owl or, or whatever, um, you know, a little bit before I get there, I'll, I'll kill the heater and, and I'll roll down my window and, uh, in my extended cab truck and I'll, you know, I'll crack a couple of the other windows to, you know, try to get some cross ventilation to get that, uh, out of there as soon as I can or the best I can. But man, that, that is, that's tough. That's a tough deal. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Find, you know, just, hurry up, jump out of the vehicle if you can, you know what I mean? And even sometimes then it's coming off the vehicle and it's just, you got to get away from it. But, you know, it's just one of those things that's just hard to deal with. Yeah. It'll kill a great picture in an instant. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went out yesterday and took, uh, I don't remember what the exact number was. I think I ended up with a couple hundred shots and, uh, yeah, there was, there was several of them that, um, yeah, just ruined I put a lot of unnecessary clicks on my camera for, for nothing. So, um, so, you know, you and I really, I think we've only met maybe once or twice in person. I think that was down at Hennepin Hopper Lake. Um, and I think that's even been maybe, maybe almost a couple years ago now. Um, we frequent a lot of the same spots, but we just never, never end up there at the same time. Um, but one thing I did want to mention that I think is is awesome about a lot of the the photographers that we have around the area is, you know, I I message you back and forth, um, I don't know, two or three times if I remember right here about a year ago or so when I was uh, deciding whether I wanted to buy the the D eight fifty, and you were kind enough to to respond and and offer me some some decent advice. Um, I did end up taking that advice and I bought one and uh, here the last week or two I've been questioning <laughs> whether that was a good idea or not but um, so I, I just want to take the opportunity again to say thank you for uh, you know answering those questions and uh, you know it's nice to have people that'll take a little bit of time out of their schedule and you know offer some advice or, or help you know help others out so I think that's definitely cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that, that that's one of the ways that I, I learned a lot. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to ask. You know, there's like you said, there's a bunch of great photographers around the area and everything. And I've talked to a lot of them and every one of them is willing, willing to help you out, answer questions. And that's pretty good. It is. Right. You got uh, some kind of people like that that want to help out. Yeah, I've you know, I've. I've taken some pictures, uh, you know, portraits or been involved in some, some projects of uh, photographing people. And I won't say people were downright by downright rude or anything like that, but um, there's definitely a little bit of difference when you get people that aren't, my experience is when you get people that aren't from this area, you got to get a different mix. Um, you know, you, there's still mo- a majority of them are, are helpful and, uh, friendly and they'll answer questions and then some you can just kind of tell that they you know they answer you enough to <laughs> to like okay it move you a little bit, yeah, yeah. M- move on dude i got something else to do you know kind of a deal so um speaking of the d850 have you ever noticed uh that your your d850 is a dust magnet when it comes to getting dust on the sensor uh not really i very seldom ever have my lens out. I think I've, the lens I've got on there now, I've only taken it off once or twice, maybe. Okay. That's I, about it. But, uh, I, um, no, not really. I don't, 
on that camera, I don't switch a lot, but I did want to try my 200 to 500 on there. And I think I've owned it. I don't remember the exact date that I bought it, but I think it was last August or September, somewhere in there. And, uh, I've already had to have the sensor cleaned like three times and I'm, I'm pretty anal. You know, I, I carry a, a soft brush with me and, you know, I use, uh, air either from a rocket blower or, or my breath. Um, mm-hmm. I religiously clean, you know, blow around the flange and I always hold the camera upside down and man, it just seems like every time I remove a lens, it's got a new dust spot on it and it drives me nuts. Yeah, that would, that would. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, most of the time I clean my own, um, some, you know, when the first time on, on that was nerve, it's always nerve wracking the first time on a yep. newer camera, but, um, sometimes they come off easy and, and, um, uh, sometimes not so easy. So, and we don't have a, a camera store close by that will do them. I, the last time I had it done professionally was up a pro cam. Right. Um, and they're, they were decent about it. You know, when they did it right away, they knew I was, I was a ways away. So, but that's a long way to drive for just to get a sensor clean. So, yeah, I just actually bought a, a kit about a month ago. Uh, so I wouldn't have to go up there. I haven't done it yet, but I figured watch some YouTube videos and YouTube tells you everything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not hard. It's just, you know, it's the idea of sticking something down in your camera that it's not supposed to be in there. Um, right. One thing I did notice, uh, or that has become very helpful, is I bought one of those um, LED lights that sits over the opening, and and it really shows up the dust spots uh, down uh-huh. in there. And exactly, I mean. Anybody that's been in photography long enough, when you look at your picture and you see where the dust spots are, you know, you know, if it's up in the upper right-hand corner, it's really down in the lower left-hand corner. Yep. Um, so you kind of already know where they are, but it, a lot of times there's dust spots on there that, you know, that dust spot that you see is probably not the only one. Um, so it's just good to know where, where there might be some other ones. So you make sure you get it clean, but. Yeah. Um, in your the the bio that you sent over for me, um, you had mentioned that at one time, and I won't hold this against you. Um, you had mentioned at one time or early on, you were a Canon shooter and you had an AE one film camera, and you had mentioned that that had taught you a lot. Can you maybe you know go into to what you know what that taught you or what you took away from that 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 you maybe apply. Uh, to today yeah um i think i was like 17 or 18 they one program i just got out of uh was in high school and had film class there and i thought man this is pretty cool i wanted to you know really get into photography and do some things so i bought an a1 program kit with a it was like a 70 to 200 and uh lens and that but uh yeah shooting that you know film at the time you know just uh helped me a lot by you know having to learn everything shoot everything in manual i I never was one for a program mode you know i always wanted to set my own aperture my shutter speed and then you know developing it developing the film see what comes out and everything but i think it was a manual aspect of doing everything is what really helped me out when i come uh, later on to digital and everything then so but uh, yeah, I shot that for oh, quite a long time. You know, started doing a little bit of wildlife with it and everything, and then life got busy, and then put it aside for a while. Right. Um. Oh, I was just going to ask you something, and uh, <laughs> my uh, my mind went blank. But yeah, that was something I never. Um, I never really used a quote unquote real uh, film camera, and that's something I I I think about often. Um, that maybe that's something I would like to to purchase and uh, you know and give it a try sometime because I can see where it would make you a better uh, a better photographer. I when I started to learn 
you know, I kind of forced myself to learn man how to shoot manually. And I will admit, and it's only uh, out of kind of necessity that probably the last year, year and a half, sometimes I do shoot in like shutter priority. And one of the main reasons that I kind of started to go to that is, and I had someone ask me uh, the other day about this in my front yard, when I shoot like my, my birds in my yard, you know, I have, I have pine trees. And so that has a tendency, it's hard to expose your birds properly when everything behind them is so dark, you know, in a a dark tree. And I don't know about Canon or Sony or or any other camera because Nikon is the only thing I've ever shot, but uh, the only way that you can use exposure to, to overexpose uh, is you have to shoot in one of the the priorities. If you shoot manual, you can uh, use exposure compensation and it makes no difference. So, you know, that kind of became a necessity um, that I had to start using uh, one of the priority modes, but I didn't know, I don't ever use, you know, auto or, or that it's usually shutter. It's a, it, you know, it, it's hard like that, you know, shooting situations like that. Uh, you got dark birds and white birds and black backgrounds and everything else. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do maybe sometimes with your metering mode that you shoot a lot of times too, that can help a lot. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, and believe it or not, that's a lot of things that I'm still, I still learn. I learn often uh, every time I pick up my camera, uh, something a little bit different or, or maybe a better way. And, you know, and a lot of times, like I said, it comes out of necessity because uh, there again, when it's this cold out and, and you don't want to venture out too far, you know, I'll just either shoot out the window or, or actually I'll go out in the driveway and sit in my truck and my yard is so small that I only have a small window of uh, sunlight because of the trees and the neighbor's houses and, and stuff like that. And when it's this cold and snowing and it doesn't matter what time of the day, we haven't had light. Uh, well, I guess the sun did come out a little bit today, but you know, when you don't have light either, either don't take pictures or you learn to adjust and adapt. And so it's always a learning experience, but it's like, uh, I was just going to say, you know, it's just photography. Every day is a learning experience. You always come across a new situation. You're learning every day, you know, exactly for sure. Exactly. And that's one of the cool things about photography. I, you know, I don't, I, I honestly truly believe I don't care how much of a professional you are. I think there's always something to learn. I don't think there's anybody out there that knows everything about photography. No. Uh, nope. You know, and that's what, that's one of the cool things. Uh, that's one yeah. of the cool things about it. Yeah. Situations are changing minutes by the minute out there, you know, so it, right. Nothing's ever the same. Right. And the older I get, the slower my fingers are. So I, it's hard to make adjustments that fast. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So you, you mentioned that you did shoot a little bit of wildlife with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that I assume you would prefer modern, the modern technology over the film film days but it, it, would that be a true statement or would you rather go back to the film days oh no it, 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 it's so nice now with the modern before you know shooting that i'd take a picture i wouldn't know if it come out any good or not until i got it developed you know right it's like hmm how i wonder how this one's gonna look you know yeah. now you click it and then oh there it is yep just make a little adjustment where you didn't have the option to make adjustments back then the end so, yeah, it's Definitely that, uh, a lot better today. And that has spoiled us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for and, sure. And it's even, it even goes a one step further. I, I've, I've held a, a mirrorless, but I've, I don't own one yet. Uh, and I have not shot with one yet. But it's even a, a little step further with mirrorless in today's age that, uh, you know, you can – you can adjust and see what the picture is going to be before you even click it. Whereas now, you know, you click it and go, okay, well, like you said, you know, make a little adjustment, take another picture, bada boom, bada bing. But 
yeah. mirrorless, you don't even have to waste that one click. Right, right. So. Yeah, technology's just uh, crazy, you know, ever-changing so fast. You think you got the best one right now, and then another month online, it comes another better one, you know. Do you where it's gonna end. do you think um, do you think technology in the photography anyway? Do you think it's moving too fast? I think for most people, it, it is for a lot of people. I mean, it's just. I mean, you get one thing mastered, and then all of a sudden, it's almost obsolete. And then, I mean, it's just going on and on and on and on. You know, it's just. It's pretty fast. It is. It's, yeah. You know, before, you know, it was all about the megapixels, you know. Right. Every three or four months, you know, a new camera coming out, higher megapixels, megapixels. So uh, they got that about maxed out, I think, now. And so, Yeah. I, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's moving along really fast. I would agree with that. I mean, I think I've used a majority of what my – my D five hundred offers, but the D eight fifty, there's things in it that I don't even think I know it does yet. Let alone, you know, have used that part of the camera. Uh, and and a lot of it I probably never will. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, there's a lot of time lapse features and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and not that I don't have any interest in that, but I have a hard enough time learning to do the basic things. <laughs> to right. to to venture out into you know something totally totally new um so you had mentioned and i i found this a, l- a little interesting you had mentioned that you never really made your photography much of a priority like you had mentioned before and i think we all kind of go through that with you know school and and then chasing girls and then buying cars and got to pay for them and, and stuff like that. But you said up until about the last four years, it really wasn't a priority, but, but now it kind of is what, what has changed that's kind of brought your photography back into the, you know, into the forefront. I would say, uh, when digital come out, I got a digital camera. You know, I carried that around with me quite a bit. That was probably maybe, 15 years ago or so and then uh but i would just have it with me and you know take pictures oh there's a deer i'll take a picture of it you know and so it was like it just sat around you know and it never really sparked uh never had that spark in me to really kind of drive to go and out in nature and take pictures all the time and then just if I'd see something, you know, if I'd go hunting or something, I'd carry it with me, you know, just take a picture when I was there. It wasn't actually out, you know, doing photography. You know, I was doing something else and have a camera with me. Right. So then about oh, four years ago, uh, my wife, um, she, when we got together, she had a camera bag. It was uh, always in the closet or something. And one day I was sitting in the yard, I had the bird feeder out there. And, I'm not going to look at her camera. See, I didn't even know what it was. I knew she had a Nikon bag. Okay. So I got that out. It was a D5100 with a 70 to 200. I thought it was more of a modern one. I've never used one before, you know, and it's like four years ago. So I started messing around, taking pictures of the birds in the yard and thought, man, this is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and I thought, so I, probably about three or four months and really then I started, you know, taking pictures, downloaded Lightroom and started getting on the uh, apps, I mean, not the, uh, on the Facebook pages and looking, I thought, man, these people take some amazing pictures with this stuff. It's like, all right. So then I started looking at cameras and lenses and one thing led to another, you know, uh, first one I bought was a D7200 with a two to 500 uh, four years ago then. And then it was like, I was hooked. That's all I did then. Right. It became my priority every day off, every every minute, spare minute I had, I'd go to work, camera would be with me. Camera's always with me no matter where I'm at now. And then it just progressed, progressed from there. So, I mean, it was just, and it just uh, upgraded cameras, lenses since then. And, you know, it's just. 
becomes an addiction. Oh, it is totally, <laughs> totally. Never we're, leaves my side. We're uh, we're surprisingly very similar, uh, kind of in our in our paths, I guess, a little bit. Um, yeah, I I was kind of the same way back back in the day. It wasn't so much uh, photography as it was video videography. Um, my brother used to race three wheelers and four wheelers all over the state. And, uh, you know, back before it was cool, we, you know, we used to videotape the races and stuff and, uh, and like, you know, you know, much like you, much like I mentioned, you know, I got into high school and sports and girls and cars and, and, uh, then working and just kind of got, never really forgot about it, but it was just never, you know, it was about number 30 on a list of 20 things, you know, that was more important. Then I got into the real expensive hobby of RC racing, um, which believe it or not is worse than, uh, photography. And, you know, just like you, my, my first quote unquote real camera was the Nikon D7200, um, that I actually just, I traded that camera in on the D850, uh, here about a year ago. And, and I love that camera and I learned a lot of things with it. Um, but I just kind of outgrew it. So, but yeah, you know, I was, I was basically the same way as, uh, you know, just the more I, the more I held it, the more I took pictures, the more, the more I got hooked and, um, further down the rabbit hole, I've gone and continue to tumble at a rapid pace. You, you had, you had mentioned and what you sent over. And obviously I know from, from, you know, talking to you and following you on Facebook and stuff that your passion seems to really be wildlife photography and, and even more so, uh, owls. What, what is your, what is your attraction or what, you know, what kind of really makes owls your thing? Well, like I said, growing up and everything we did, always did hunting, always out in the woods and everything. And we'd be out deer hunting all the time, early morning, late evening. And you'd always hear the owls be the first thing I'd listen for in the morning and the evening and just hearing them and, uh, and seeing one had one fly one time land right in a tree right next to me when I was sitting there. And it was just like the most amazing thing, just a, almost eye to eye with one of them. And, wow. just, and my parent, my uh, grandparents lived out on a farm. They had, there was always owls out there and it's just something about them. They're just like mesmerizing. You just, so when I started photography, then I thought, man, how cool would it be to photograph an owl? So I went like the first year I had my uh, camera that whole fall and winter, I went, never seen an owl. It was like unbelievable. Right. And then once I finally during the middle of the summer, it was down at Dixon down at the waterfall refuge coming down the road where the elk pasture was. Mm-hmm. I seen there was an owl sitting there on the fence post out in that little pasture. It was like, Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I sat there for two hours watching them getting all kinds of pictures. And from that minute, it was just like, man, I'm going to do whatever I can keep photographing all the different owls. So, and it just grew from there. That, uh, that owl down there is probably the, one of the most famous owls in this area. And I, I'm jealous. I have many pictures of that owl, but I have yeah. never been lucky enough to be down there when he's been on a fence post uh, close to the road. So I'm jealous of all you guys. Yeah. Last year was uh, pretty much unbelievable. It was like he was tame. I mean, he would seven, eight, ten feet away right off the road, just sit there and just hunt right in front of you. Right. You know, people from – all over came down there. Yeah, he was a pretty famous owl. But uh, it's a different story this year. He's been around. He must have moved on or moved somewhere else because I ain't seen him down there all year. Earlier in the year, I think a couple people seen him, but not like last year. It was uh, quite the experience last year. It yeah, was. yeah, it was uh, basically last year was a guarantee. Um, mm-hmm. I I haven't been down there as much this year. Uh, as I have in the past, but, but like you said, I, every time I've been down there, I always make sure I kind of drive slow going in and coming out. And, and I, I hadn't seen him either. I ran into a gentleman 
uh, the last time I was down there as I was leaving, he was coming in and, and we stopped and chatted for just a little bit. And he, he's, he's like, I don't know where he went and, and was asking me if I'd send any, any others. And there's one that, and he's kind of disappeared too, uh, or I'm assuming it's a, he, I never stopped to ask him, but there's one that's, that's been down by Tisquaw that I had shot and I don't know the road number, uh, I just know it's the back way between Tisco and Wynette where the road wise. And, but now he, he's not been down there for, for quite a while either. So I don't know. He was not nearly as tame, uh, as, as the one over at, uh, at the Dixon waterfall, but, uh, I've not seen him for, for a while either. And, and those are the only two, uh, well, I did catch one, uh, down by Rawson's. Uh, back in the spring of last year, but those are about my only two. I don't have the best eyesight, so I don't I don't spot them very easily. They're they're usually pretty camouflaged. Yeah, yeah, they are. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a strange year though, uh, especially around here for owls. It's been really hit and miss. Like last year, you know, you could ride around twenty six almost anywhere and uh, around. Hennepin, anywhere, any evening you could go out and find one, two barred owls anywhere. But this year it's been pretty slim. I've only seen maybe three or four, but uh, it's a few uh, great horned owls in that. But uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I've I've never had the the opportunity. The barred owls are the only are the only are only ones that I've ever uh, had the chance to to photograph but um i do know there's others around here like i said i just they're as bad as my eyesight is i you know i like you had mentioned when when you were younger and hunting it would probably take one to land in a tree beside me for uh for me to see and especially my my wife is always on me about cleaning my glasses too so that doesn't help either Uh, a lot of times i see i see things that are turns out to just be spots on my glasses so so you, I'm going to, I'm going to call this your bucket list that you, you're kind of on a quest to photograph all the, the North American owls and, and admittedly, I'm not very educated on the owl species. So how many North American owls, different ones are there and, and how many have you photographed so far? I believe there's 18, something like that. And it's like 18, 19, somewhere right in there. So I've got nine. So I got a long ways to go. I do. Uh, my buckle list, you know, uh, was definitely this year was for the great gray owl and the northern hawk owl. I did see, went up to uh, Saxon Bog uh, between Christmas and New Year for four days and uh, struck out. Never seen a great gray. It was just like, couldn't believe it. it was the most disappointing thing but it was beautiful up there the country was beautiful seen a lot of nice stuff but uh yeah, it was just a bad week everybody that we talked to up there uh nobody's seen an owl in four days the day we left the next day great gray started appearing all over again it was weird but uh i've so. uh, i've seen or well i've seen and i've heard a lot of people uh speak of that uh, that place it's, and I, I've been curious and, and admittedly I have never researched it. Um, or really, I think I looked it up once and I, I honestly don't remember, but is it, so what is that? Is that kind of a, like a natural wildlife preserve or is it a, you know, is there a lot of, a lot of hiking or what, you know, what, what is that place like? It's just, uh, I think it's like, about 300 square miles it's just county roads it's just wilderness okay and uh it's all um like some pastures and bog areas and everything and the owls come out along these uh clear cuts along the power lines and everything along the road and they hunt voles you know a lot of them migrate down uh from canada and everything and they have some that stay around that area year round but uh yeah it's just all natural just countryside okay it is it's it's uh they have 
on some of the roads, they have different feeders out for uh, different wildlife and birds that you can photograph. And, but people from all over the world go there just to uh, see these great grays and northern hawk owls and everything. But uh, beautiful owls, beautiful owls. And how but, uh, that's that's in Minnesota, correct? Yep. And where, like, where would that start? Like, where, uh, where, whereabouts? believe probably about 60 70 miles north of uh, Duluth Superior oh so it's up there a ways yeah it's up there it's uh eight hours eight, eight about eight hours from us okay. north okay. it is but uh beautiful place country man just beautiful maybe I'll have to maybe I'll have to put that on my on my list um oh yeah my my old truck is starting to get up there in mileage <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, I, I bought it I bought it kinda out of necessity second hand and it had hundred and sixteen thousand miles on it when I bought it. And that was three ish years ago. And I made one trip to Mankato, Minnesota and you know, numerous trips to, you know, Peoria and, and like overlock and damn fourteen shooting eagles and stuff, but I have a hundred and sixty one thousand miles on it now and I would say out of the difference between when I bought it to what I have now, 90% of that is roaming uh, Bureau County and Putnam County photographing different things. So I need a, I need a car sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the same boat. That's what uh, me and Cassie do our days off. You know, we travel between the three, four States and we'll just go, we drive all Wisconsin, Indiana, Iowa, ever, you know, just for a day, even, you know, uh, wasn't a month ago. We went to, uh, Northern Wisconsin just for snowy owls, just for the day. Right. Drove, went up there, left the early late at night, got up there first thing in the morning and drove around till two, three o'clock in the afternoon, looking for snowy owls and drove back home, you know? Yeah. I, I live vicarious through you on usually I always make sure I try to k- check your Facebooks on Monday mm-hmm. uh, because it always seems like you have been, you have been on an adventure um, somewhere. Yeah. So if you ever feel the need to adopt, um, <laughs> I am up for adoption. Uh, if you ever, if you ever feel the need, um, but, uh, yeah, no, so that's my, I'd like to do a little bit more traveling, but, uh, like I said, I need, uh, I got two vehicles and they're both up there a little bit in mileage. And, uh, this year, this, this, yeah, this year we're in 2021, uh, in May will be our 25th wedding anniversary. So my, my car budget, my photography budget and everything has been cut drastically. Yeah. Um, I have to put in requisites um, to the CEO of the household, uh, when I need to, to purchase something and, and those forms get harder and harder by the day. So not much yeah, going out. 25 years too. You might have to spend a little bit on her a little bit too there. Well, I offered to let her use my camera. That's not enough. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> well, she, she, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we've tossed around a couple ideas. We we were going to rent a cabin up in northern Wisconsin for a week. That and that was her idea. Um I used to go up there snowmobiling and and of course this would be in May and not winter time, but you know we used to stay in cabins and stuff and it's beautiful, beautiful country up there. And we had tossed that around for quite a while and you know with all this covid stuff and everything else and we were kind of kind of wishy-washy on what we were going to do and a lot of those places are, you got to get in earlier. They get booked up really fast. And, and we lost several of them by kind of waiting and being undecided. So I'm not sure what we're going to do. We may go to Wisconsin. We may go to Indiana. We may take a week off and, and just stay home and shut off our phones. I'm not sure what we're doing yet. but Well, whatever it is, I'm sure you'll have a good time. Well, I don't know. We've been married long enough that, Sometimes when we spend too much time together, it 
one of us needs to get away from the other one. So I don't, maybe yeah. we'll do our own, maybe we'll do our own thing. I suggested that too. She wants to go to Ireland. So I told her to find a friend and, and, uh, go to Ireland. I was even a good husband and I went as far as checking on prices and stuff. And that may be about where it stopped when I told her what <laughs> some of the flights and stuff, uh, was going to cost, but I haven't heard any more about that. So we're going to, I'm going to dive into the, to the Leroy Buckley database of secrets. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I, I told you I wouldn't ask you uh, any of your, your deep, dark secrets or, or anything like that. But what I will ask is, do you use any, any apps like the Merlin app, or do you use any kind of aids to help you find, find some of these spots or uh, anything at all? Uh, eBird is a good one to start with, you know, uh, especially all different kinds of species of bird. You punch in a kind of bird, and there's so many people out there, you know, non-photography that loves birds and, you know, just for uh, their own purpose. And uh, they record a lot of their stuff on eBird. And you can go on the web and look up eBird, punch in your bird, you know, tell you where the last location was, somebody's seen one. So that's, that's always a, a great starting spot. Right. It gives you a general vicinity you know and then uh a lot of times uh you know friends i have uh i always have people watching no matter where they're driving i say hey you see an owl or something let me know right you see any kind of bird you see anything let me know i have people tell me all the time you know and then uh your facebook pages you know you get on your facebook groups and everything and you know people you know say hey you know i'm at hopper seen you know some birds down there or you know up in the suburbs or at these woods and at the, a lot of the facebook apps and illinois birding is a real good one uh, right covers a lot of the illinois stuff and most of the people on there are pretty good people that i've talked to you know i've messaged some people and asked them questions and you know i think 99 percent of the time everybody's you know answered my question that i've had right but uh yeah yeah, I'm I'm that way. I get uh, I've I've had a few people kind of tip me off on on you know where eagles have been or you know or stuff like that. But I get more uh, a a girl that I went to grade school and high school with. Um, she never clues me in on any birds, but she goes to work in Dixon every day. So if it's foggy out or something, I'll get a message early in the morning and say, hey. This would be a good camera day, you know, the, the trees look cool or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever. And, and, you know, she goes to work at, you know, six or seven in the morning and I'm like, there's only one seven on my clock and that's PM, you know, <laughs> I don't get up that early and the fog's always burned off, but I did get out. Dave Horst and I went out oh, one day, well, I think it was last Wednesday, week ago today, uh, when we had the the frost and, and, uh, that on the trees. And, uh, the only reason I got up early that day, I had to go, I had a doctor's appointment. So then I picked him up after the doctor's appointment. Otherwise it would all been melted off and gone. Uh, by the time I got him going, I'm not a very motivated person, unfortunately. So some days, favorite time of the day, favorite time of the day, watching the sun come up. If, if, if I'm up, I, I do enjoy it. And I, I make it sound worse than what it really is, but the last probably five years I've missed more good sunsets than I've, than I've caught, unfortunately, but that's just a bad habit I've gotten into. So, so to kind of expand on that a little bit, maybe you've kind of already answered just to the the best that you can, but, uh, this is one of the things I had on my list. If, if, if I was a new photographer trying to find some interesting wildlife, uh, maybe what would be some tips or, or, you know, things that you could maybe give me, um, you know, and, and that may even expand to, you know, if I was new, maybe what kind of gear, what, you know, what would you offer the new guy that just wants to go find something to kind of get his feet wet? As far as gear wise or. Well, I mean, I mean, anything, you know, tips or, or, or gear, things to look for. I guess first thing I would start, you know, figure out what you want to do 
just general wildlife. Uh, if you want into birds, there's uh, Facebook is just uh, is just crazy with all the different um, pages that they have. They have a page for every single thing that you want to uh, look at, you know. And that's that's where I started most of my stuff, uh, looking at the different groups and then just go from there. Um, uh, hit all your local parks. I mean, the wildlife, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, it's such a difference between the wildlife that we have around here and then you go up by the suburbs. I mean, you go up the suburbs and it's almost like go through one any of the woods and the preserves up there and the, the owls and birds and everything. They're like used to seeing people. You know, it's, right. it's funny. Uh, they don't fly, and you can deer. You can almost walk up and go see a deer anytime you want. You know, whereas around here, it's pretty tough. But yeah, just visit your local preserves and everything. Walk around and start, uh, and then you'll find what you'll find your niche. What you want to photograph. You know, everybody's different. Everybody likes different things to photograph. You know, right. some of it's nature, some of it's wildlife. You know, landscape, all different things. But uh, as far as gear, there's uh, so much out there that uh, you can just start with uh, for cameras. I mean, you can get a, a pretty good uh, setup for, you know, five, six hundred dollars probably right now. Right. So it, it just depends what you want to shoot, I guess. Yeah, I that's something I've I've kind of told people. I had a, a a mother of a young man actually kind of through my wife um, was asking questions of, you know, on cameras and, and lenses. And, and the, the bad thing is, is a lot of times you go like one of the, one of the coolest things and one of the worst things all in one that I, that I kind of saw early on was, when I started going over to Lock and Dam 14 over on the Mississippi and, you know, the Eagles and stuff, you know, kind of like you said in the suburbs, the Eagles were so used to people being there that, um, you know, they, it was like you could almost reach out and touch them, it seemed like. But, you know, when you go over there and you're a newer photographer and you see, you know, you see a guy with this big fancy tripod and a big camera and this big lens and you come home and, and you go, you start looking up that tripod and it was a $900 tripod and you start looking up his camera and it's a $6,000 body. And, and you see that, that long lens, it's like four foot long and you're like, Oh wow. New that's like $13,000. And so it's hard to tell somebody that's new. Don't, don't, you don't need, you don't need that to get started. You know, it's nice you know, that's a goal to shoot for, but you don't need it. And that's just something I struggled with. And and I even kind of to this day, I struggle with that a little bit is I have, I have, I it's almost so bad that I can taste it. I really want like a 500 or a 600 F4. <laughs> but um, there again, my wife is, she's not in the same room as I am, but I know she can hear me. And I'll mention again, 25th wedding anniversary yeah. uh, is coming up. So that's yeah, it. Funny you uh, mentioned that. I have a uh, 600 F4 coming next week. Oh. oh. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Oh, I bet. I it, If I had one coming, I probably wouldn't sleep until it got here. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But yeah, so I mean, those are good things. Like I said, you know, kind of go to your local parks and and ask people, check Facebook. Um, those are all all legitimate. You know, another thing too is I and I I don't think you are, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, one of the one of the the steps that I took um, because I am a shy person, um, I joined our local camera club. You know, so that's always a you know, something to can to consider too. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I've talked to Mike about that. I like the, the pretty good group you guys got there, and you know the different things that they do and everything. So, uh, you don't see many camera club clubs around. I didn't even know it was over there. You know, but something like I 
definitely like to get involved in is uh, one of the clubs over there. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we'd love to have you. I, I think you uh, you would fit in like, you know, like you, you, we wouldn't even know that you are a new person. I, I think you would fit in uh, good. Uh, we've got people in the club that are uh, maybe not quite as far as you are, but I know, you know, we've got a couple, uh, LaSalle Prue, Trudy, Trudy is a little bit further south. Uh, that I'm not sure exactly where she's at, but she drives a little ways. Um, but we had a good group. We got a solid, uh, I think, well, before uh, before all this hit, I think I think we had like 22 or 25. Um, and we always had consistent numbers uh, at the meetings. But, like, yeah, we've got a good group, um, good versatility, um, fun, always had a good time. So, yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, we get back get back to somewhat kind of a normal normal thing here i would uh i would definitely invite you to at least come over once and uh and give us a try yeah and see what you think i'd love to um so we'll jump into do you use any earlier you said lightroom is that about the only editing programs that you use and and how heavy do you uh get into your editing Editing, I, it, it's like, I love editing just as much as I like taking pictures. I like to get pretty involved in it if, if I need to. But, right. uh, yeah, mostly Lightroom. And then uh, I do a little bit with Photoshop. Uh, not very much. Mostly uh, removal of little things like, you know, maybe a little branch here or there. But nine, I would say 99% of my editing is all in Photoshop. And then uh, I do run the new uh, Topaz Denoise. I use that on every image also. It's just unbelievable software. That is mostly just to uh, either clean up noise and just for the sharpening aspect. It is, I mostly do most of my sharpening in Denoise instead of uh, Lightroom. But, uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that you, you brought that up because interesting as it is, uh, I was actually thinking about that. Uh, just a few days ago, and I was kind of wondering because I, I don't, I guess I didn't know that I knew anybody uh, that that used it that I could, you know, kind of ask was it really worth it or uh, or could they tell a, a difference on it? So that may be something. And I won't uh, I won't drill you about it here, but that may be something if you don't mind that uh, I might message you or something sometime about uh, I am I am kind of curious and uh, is that is that a Lightroom plug-in or is that a separate kind of standalone uh, both you download the program you got it as a standalone you can run your images through it or you got it in uh, it also gets loaded into your Lightroom too as a plug-in okay so you can just go right into it from there okay yeah that like I said that might be something I may uh, I may pester you about that um here in the not not so distant uh, future, that is something I've been kind of kind of thinking about. Um, so, have you? I was going to ask you if you had any like real formal training uh, in editing or in photography. Uh, you had mentioned back when you were in school, you maybe took a photography class. Is there is there anything other than that? Uh, I tell you what, it's funny though. The best thing that happened and the worst thing, year, year and a half ago, two years ago almost, I had had my knee replaced. It was in the summer, my right knee. So I was laid up, and all I did was sit on the couch with my ice back for two months and watch YouTube videos. Okay. Tell you everything. When I watched every YouTube video I think they make on Lightroom, Photoshop, um, editing uh, cameras, wildlife photography. You name it, YouTube's got it. I've learned so much from YouTube videos, and I got different channels. You know, I watch certain guys, certain people all the time. You know, like updates, their updates, and that. But uh, that'd be one thing for I could tell for a new person starting out, want to learn anything about editing or about any camera, camera settings. Go to YouTube, punch it in. Right, it has everything, and some of the guys are so knowledgeable. 
crazy. Yeah, that that's kind of the road I went to. Um, I learned Lightroom from watching Anthony Morganti. Yep, he's one of them, one of the top guys on my list. He's yeah, he guy. he had a an excellent series here. I don't know, three four years ago, five years ago. I don't know. Time goes by so fast, but uh, he had an excellent series where he literally took it like one step at a time from importing to basic, um, you know, just basic editing, you know, and just took it through. I think it was like maybe 12, uh, 12 steps or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how I learned. And then I watched a lot of different guys for Photoshop, but one of the biggest ones I've learned from is uh, uh, Pix Imperfect. I won't even try to pronounce the man's name, but he's, he's very good. Uh, for Photoshop stuff, but yeah. um, so yeah, that's definitely good tips. I I'm addicted to YouTube. I yeah. I watch more YouTube now than uh than TV. A lot of times, if I'm home by myself, I I'll mute the TV, and yep. um, and I just watch YouTube. So yeah, I do that every night. Every night, I go scroll right through all my channels and see what what somebody put out today. You know, it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, such a learning tool. It's- Exactly. I, yeah, I, I've got notifications for most of them and, and usually by 10 in the morning, my, my phone has got a list of notifications on, on new, new YouTube. Uh, Matt Kleskowski is another good yeah. one. Yeah, um, I learned my uh, logo. Yeah. On how to do that from him. On yeah. His, you know, I, I always wanted my watermark, you know, and I wasn't going to, pay somebody so right like i took a picture of an owl feather that i found in the woods and went through and created my whole watermark with that you know just by watching his you know and it was easy yeah yeah he he's got a good way of explaining things that are um that are pretty simple and and that again and, and that's how i learned to do my watermark i need to i want to and i need to uh make mine a little bit uh, more professional, um, and I just laziness. I haven't got around to it yet, but uh, that's something I need to do. And I'll go back. You know, a lot of times I revisit a lot of those YouTube because um, if I don't do something on a regular basis, I'll forget. Oh, yeah. So uh, I go back to them quite often. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, Leroy. I appreciate you uh, coming on. And taking some time to let us get to know you and, and uh, let me get to know you a little bit better. And again, I appreciate uh, way back when, uh, when you kind of helped me make my decision on the, the D850. And um, and now you know that I'm jealous of you because you've got all the cool glass um, <laughs> that all the cool kids want. Um, someday, hopefully, uh, in the not too distant future, I'll... I'll have some of that stuff, but before I let you go, uh, do you have any websites or social media or anything that you would like to plug that, uh, where people can find you? Yeah, I got, uh, my Instagram. I uh, post a lot of my, uh, better images on Instagram. It's wildlife impressions. And then also I have my, uh, website. I'm, uh, updating that, uh, right now. I have a lot of images on there right now and that's, uh, wildlife-impressions.com. So you can check out a bunch of my, images on there also okay and then my facebook page i have uh, wildlife impressions okay well i would definitely uh i know like i said i've got you on facebook um but i don't think i have you on instagram i didn't know i i just learned something there i didn't know that uh that you had a different thing a different name that you went under yeah most everything i got a, a facebook page it's uh, wildlife impressions Okay. Well, I will definitely, uh, I will check that out. And again, I appreciate you coming on and good luck braving this cold weather and, uh, good luck on, on continuing to get some excellent photos and, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you out there on the trail. So thanks for joining us tonight. Well, thank you for having me. All righty. Appreciate that. All righty. We will talk to you later, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, there you have it, Mr. Leroy Buckley, fellow photographer, fellow Nikon shooter. Uh, Appreciate him taking time out of his uh, evening 
to be on with us and let us get to know him a little bit. So if you have any other, if you have some, some people that maybe you'd like to hear on here or, or learn a little bit from, I encourage you to stop by the Sleek Images Photography page on Facebook and leave me a personal message on there and, you know, let me know your thoughts, concerns, goods, bads. Take it easy on me. I'm new to this. And remember, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and Breaker. This has been episode number four of the Wandering Photographers podcast. And remember, today's photographs are tomorrow's memories. We'll catch you guys later.